I would uh, really appreciate the opportunity to, to speak with you tonight and to share some thoughts. We are uh, at one of those double Torah portions, Parshat Bahar um, Bahukotai, which is the final Torah portion in the book of Leviticus. It's a double portion. Don't worry, I'm not going to read it all to you. Um, and it uh, comes at the very end of the Torah portion. It continues the quest for holiness through God's law, which is the hallmark of the book of Leviticus, uh, which is it is the concluding Parsha. Following the recitation of Leviticus 2734, uh, we chant Hazak, Hazak, Vanit Hazak. We'll do this tomorrow, and it means may we go from strength to strength and be strengthened. This traditional declaration marks the conclusion of reading each of the books of the Torah. You hear it all the time in synagogue. Well, maybe not all the time, but at least five times a year. Once an expression of support for the Torah reader himself or herself at the end of each aliyah, it now marks our transition as we shift from the strength that we derive from reading one book to the strength we derive from the next. It's a beautiful Jewish blessing in just a sentence. And it echoes the words that Moses says to Joshua when he passes the mantle of leadership on to him. He says, Hazak ve'ematz, strength and courage. But it's often not that way. In fact, quite often, I think that we don't go from strength to strength, but rather, it's been my experience, and perhaps it's been yours, that more often than not, we go from strength to weakness. From feeling on top of the world to being knocked low to the bottom of a pit. Far from strength and courage, it is often fear and disillusionment that crowd out our hopes and our dreams. Maybe some of us are feeling that now in the midst of this pandemic and the double blow of the economic impacts. Strength and courage seem to be so much preferred over the alternative, but I have to ask, are they really? Because where does truth grow and where does learning really occur? It's not, we know, when we succeed, but it is, of course, when we fail, when we overcome fear, overcome disappointment. Abraham Joshua Heschel, who we'll teach and talk about on Shavuot, he taught, the most valuable insights into the human situation have been gained not through introspection or scrutiny, but rather through the surprise and shock of dramatic failure. Indeed, it is usually in the wake of frustration, in moments of crisis and self-disillusionment, and rarely out of astonishment at our own achievements, that radical self-awareness comes to pass. The author and theologian David W. Jones reminded me of this in his poem titled Sometimes. And he wrote this, Sometimes doubt is the opposite of faith, but sometimes doubt can be a pathway to faith. Sometimes weakness is the opposite of strength, but sometimes weakness can be the pathway to strength. Sometimes addiction is the opposite of sobriety, but sometimes addiction can be the pathway to sobriety. Sometimes infidelity is the opposite of fidelity, but sometimes infidelity can be a pathway to fidelity. Sometimes failure is the opposite of success, but sometimes failure can be the pathway to success. That was his poem, his teaching, and our Torah teaches it this way. It teaches that all that separates the book of Leviticus, which we end tomorrow morning, and the book of Numbers, which will begin on Monday, are three blank lines. Three blank lines in the Torah scroll. If you wrote in our Torah as part of our Torah's project, you saw those three blank lines before or after the section that you were writing in, because that's where our sofer had us pen our own letters. Those three blank lines, they might as well be the Sea of Reeds, the Red Sea, or they might as well be the distance from the earth to the moon, or from wherever we are right now 
to wherever we want to be next. They can be a vast, seemingly unconquerable expanse. Because we are constantly standing on shores trying to figure out how to cross over to the other side, how to get over that divide. And so we chant at the end of the Parsha when we see that blankness and that bridge not yet there, we chant Chazak, Chazak, Vanit Chazak. Not because we have strength and courage, but because in that moment, we don't. When the story ends, when the string is played out, we lose our mooring and our direction. Maybe sometimes we are fortunate to easily jump from one thing to the next, but more often we are unsure, uncertain, uncomfortable with the unknown. If we have learned anything in this pandemic, and we've probably learned a lot, it is to embrace the discomfort, the uncertainty, even the fear, because from it, from the fear, comes the most miraculous thing. From fear comes curiosity. In Hebrew, the word for curiosity is sakranut. Its root means to question or to investigate. The most successful remedy for fear has been throughout time, curiosity, wrote Cambridge historian Theodore Zeldin. It is only boundless curiosity that can be effective against fear. Zeldin taught that one of science's most important discoveries about fear is that its physical symptoms, its terms of, in terms of its chem, the chemicals that it produces to defend the body, they differ only by degree from those produced by curiosity. And that's why those who are fully absorbed in achieving a goal behave as though they are profoundly courageous when they might not be. But it's not courage, it's rather it's curiosity, sakranut, that moves us forward. I am fearful, I really am, of the new normal, whatever it's going to be or whatever it is, but I am also deeply curious about how humanity will navigate this moment. And I, like many of you, would prefer to shape it than to be shaped by it. That one so humble level, on some humble level, is courage. The classic Hasidic master, Reb Nachman of Bratzlav, he taught, it's a song we sing, the whole world, it is a very narrow bridge. But the most important thing is not to be afraid. You see, fear begets curiosity, and curiosity is what propels us forward along that very narrow bridge of life, across those three blank lines in the Torah scroll, to the unknown and the unlimited possibilities of the other side, to the rest of the story. Think of all the advancements that we have made in science and in industry and in medicine just in these three short months. Nearly all of their impetus is fear. Fear of what life will be like if we cannot conquer this disease and its ancillary afflictions of economic collapse and global instability. Yet the product, the innovation, the collaboration, those are the result of curiosity, of asking the question, what if? and then taking that inquisitive step out along that narrow bridge, out along the path, over those three blank lines. Now, when Reb Nachman made his observation about the world being a narrow bridge, he himself had just endured a fearful and harrowing experience. See, Nachman, more than anything else in his life, wanted to travel to Israel, to the, to the Holy Land, a journey that in the Middle Ages, when he lived, was fraught with peril and hardship. But it was an essential value, a goal of Nachman's life, that one's duty in this world is to ever do battle with the physical and mental barriers, 
that oppress and enslave the soul. It was his, his core, his ethos, to overcome fear with curiosity so that it might foster in him courage and hope. And we may not all be construed in that way, but Nachman was. And so at great personal risk, he made the journey to Israel. You think an El Al flight is tough? Try traveling to Israel from Europe in the Middle Ages. It was a dreadful trip. It cost him his life's fortune. He, held, he was held hostage. His boat was nearly swamped at sea, not once but twice. And yet upon his arrival in the land of Israel at the Holy Land, Reb Nachman, landing on the shores, said to his students who had traveled with him, I believe, and indeed I know well, that all of the movements, thoughts, and deeds that one undertakes in order to perform some holy and necessary act, not a single one is ever wasted. For after all the obstacles have been broken through and the act has been completed, all those internal struggles that took place while one was still weighing the act, they are elevated to the highest state of holiness. Everything, he said, is recorded in heaven above for the good, including every move one had to make along the way. Blessed are those who manage to overcome all the obstacles and to complete some good deeds. That's what he said. See, Nachman teaches through his own example that the product of curiosity is not only the conquering of fear, but the perspective of renewed hope which comes when we free our souls from those things that so constrict and constrain the very essence of our being. When we confront and even subdue our fears, we give ourselves the freedom and the ability to dream. Anything becomes possible. The whole world may indeed be a very narrow bridge, but when curiosity triumphs over fear, courage, and hope, they spring eternal, and we desire only to keep on walking, to keep moving forward along the narrow bridge to the next blank three lines of Torah through them and into the story. The root of Judaism may be the purpose of being a human being, is to walk out along that narrow and rickety bridge. That's the daily test, even more so in the midst of the pandemic, and it's the struggle of our very existence, so that we don't live our lives in fear, but are guided by an unceasing curiosity to know, to experience, to overcome, to be emboldened and empowered by a deeply rooted courage that moves us forward along the narrow bridge of life to stand upon the other side of our fear and to allow ourselves to dream and to hope unfettered as a free person. You know, we recite every morning, every morning, every Jew who prays, who davens, recites this blessing. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam she'asani ben chorin or bat chorin. Praise are you Adonai our God, master of your own domain, who has made me master of my own life, who created me to be free. Hinani. Here I am, here you are, of meager strength and confronted by fear, fear of the unknown and of the known. But we, you and I, we are not defenseless. We are curious. I am not done living. I am not done learning. I am not done growing, and neither are you. And so I will step out onto that rickety bridge and take those first hesitant steps to cross over, and I think you will too. And then in time... And not without stumbling along the way, I will and you will, having crossed the bridge, stand upon the distant shore, free of at least that one fear. And imagine the view that you will see from there, the perspective we will have filled with hope and wonder to stand on the other side 
of that shore of those three lines of this pandemic. We will get there. Chazak, Hazak, Sakranut. May we go from strength to strength, and may we have boundless curiosity. Amen.